Welcome back to another episode of the Taxi Squad Podcast. Today is Tuesday, June 7th, and this is episode 23 of season 2. And I know what you're wondering right off the bat. Vince never does that. Vince doesn't start it. Where is Mike? Where is he at? Well, guess what, guys? You're getting all me and only me today. This week is going to be a wild one for us. Um, I turned the big 2-7 yesterday, June 6th. Um, so thank you for everybody that said happy birthday. And if you didn't, you're dead to me. Not actually. I love you still. Um, but yeah, so I am going out of town tomorrow. Mike has some family stuff he's doing today. So you're getting the solo Vince show. And I damn sure hope you enjoy it. And though this is... Uh, a little bit different than what we usually do. We are going to start off today with something that you are more than accustomed with, and it is a strange and unusual snaps from the crowd. That was me again. I am by myself. Strange and unusual. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, this Mickey Mouse wedding situation. Um, if you didn't, I will lay it out for you really quick. So there's two people, 28 and 30 years old, got married. Um, they said everything was perfect. Their parents, everybody was happy, all that jazz. Um, an issue arose um, a little bit after the wedding where their aunt started posting on Facebook about how disappointed they were with the whole thing. And there was other guests that also sided with her. And I was like, okay, it's their wedding. It's fine. Like, they can do what they want. It's their wedding. But this kind of crosses a line, in my opinion. So the background of this, they're both huge Disney fans. They travel there a lot. Uh, it's an important part of their life, all that jazz. Um, the issue with this is that they decided to not offer catering services or bar services at their wedding. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but when I go to a wedding, my intention is to drink alcohol generally um, and have fun that way. This doesn't seem like that was an option. Um, maybe they should have done a BYOB thing. I'm not really sure. Um, the reason that this happened, so they had the budget for it, um, but the cost to have both Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse for a good 30 minutes of time was almost exactly what their parents offered for their catering budget. <laughs> So they decided instead of having food and drinks at their wedding, they were just going to have a photo appearances and first dances with Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Uh, the argument that they have is there were plenty of facilities at the venue where people could eat so they could leave and grab it or whatever. Um, and then this is the kicker. So they have an edit at the end. It says, to those asking if the guests were warned, we clearly outlined in the invitations that there was food available at the venue. They didn't exactly spell out every restaurant's menu, but they mentioned that there was food there, which would be super, super misleading. Um, also, there was vending machines. So, hey, if you're going to come to our wedding, you can go grab like a honey bun out of the vending machine. <laughs> and then finally, my thought process to... So 30 minutes, 30 minutes with Mickey and Minnie Mouse, and you basically <laughs> kick out all the food and drinks at your wedding. They said two 30-minute sessions on different days, $2,750 for one session to get Mickey Mouse to come. 
I would like to say this off the bat. If anybody's interested in having Mickey Mouse at their wedding, I'll do it for like 300 bucks. I'll give you a good discount. I could do the woohoo, all that jazz. I'll do it for you. I could be your Mickey Mouse. Um, it would be pretty cool. This whole ordeal, there are things in weddings, and I'm I'm sure like they're all different. Like people have them on Saturdays, Sundays, Fridays, small weddings, big weddings, all that stuff. The one constant that you get at every wedding is food and drink. Like I get up from a ceremony at a wedding. I'm like, okay, cocktail hour. This is great. That's what people are accustomed to. Um, I'm generally giving a gift that will more or less match at least my head at the wedding. So, you know, 150, whatever it may be, depending on how, how much I know them and all that. I'll, you know, I'll gift them that, but (laughs) what's, (laughs) I don't know if I want to start putting money towards, uh, getting Mickey and Minnie to come to a wedding. Um, and also just kind of weird, like 28 and 30. Like, I'm not going to yuck your yum. Enjoy what you want to enjoy. But at your wedding, this is the most important thing that you have to do. I'm calling bullshit. Um, and the best thing about it is uh, the lady who posted this, who got married, is just completely appalled that anybody would be like, this is super weird. Um I guess it doesn't matter if you don't have food and drink, so at least people aren't getting wasted. But, yeah, I definitely would have brought my own thing. So this is just a PSA for everybody out there. I am by no means the god of weddings, but I will say this. If I go to your wedding and you don't have food or alcohol there, I am going to leave very early, and I am not going to be a happy guy. You should just say right off the bat, like, hey, There's just not going to be food here, (laughs) so we can go get food. So there you go. There's your PSA. Mickey Mouse wedding, baby. I would not go. And I'm confident that the majority of their guests, not just the aunt that posted on Facebook, hated their wedding. They have to live with knowing that everybody probably hated that wedding (laughs) besides their parents and them, I guess. So there you go. Strange and unusual. It is strange. It is unusual because I've never seen it until now. I mean, at least get some hors d'oeuvres, you know, or maybe like, oh, there's like two wine selections and then you can get like beer. At least do something like that's crazy that they're like, oh, one hour full of Disney mice is going to cost the same amount of money as all the food. You don't even have to spend that much money on the food. Like I would be totally cool with like an hors d'oeuvre thing or like a serve yourself thing, something quick, maybe like a beer, a wine, like I said, that's what I would stick on. But uh, yeah, this would be a no-go for me, and I am judging them. So I want to make that very clear. Okay, so for this show, it's obviously not going to be as long as it usually is because I don't think any of you guys could actually take listening to me by myself for that long. So I'm just going to kind of touch on some stuff that's going on. Um, We obviously all know that I love the NBA, and honestly – I don't have to run this by anybody because I'm like the Somali pirate in uh, Captain Phillips. I'm your captain now, you know, for this week. Um, I do think uh, we were talking about this, too, and I was talking to Mike, but it is funny how it was my birthday yesterday, and somehow I'm the only one on the podcast. So when Mike's birthday comes up, I'm thinking I might just ditch and then have him do it by himself. I think it'd be fun. It's like, oh, you know, it's their birthday, so they're the only one that has to do this. 
And uh, I guess has to is uh, is a bad word for it because this is a labor of love, baby. This is why I'm here for you guys. So don't you dare forget that. This is fun. We're having fun as friends. And that's what it is. So, yeah, this is going to be a shorter show. I just want to touch on a few things. Um, The NBA currently hot in the streets, the NBA is. Um, We're in the finals, naturally. Everybody knows that. Um, So I was at my parents' house hanging out with my brother this week. Uh, we flipped on the game, Super Jacks. My brother's a big uh, basketball fan as well, so it's uh, it's a nice thing to do. Nice little family bonding time watching the game. So we watched the first one pretty intently the whole time. Um, the first thought initially, right off the bat, was this is a high-scoring game for two of the like elite defensive teams in the league, honestly. Um the first quarter, the Celtics put down 28. The Warriors put down 32. Steph just starting out real toasty, real hot, which you kind of expect. I mean, that's a team that's been to the finals. That's a guy that's been to the finals. He's won it. All that jazz. So you expect him to go in there and do that. But, I mean, 60 points in the first quarter is <laughs> pretty crazy. Um, Second quarter runs around. Uh, Celtics win that one by six. So you're like, all right, cool. We're going to go into halftime, and it's going to be a four-point game. And in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, well, third-quarter Warriors, right? That's always a team that does that. Third-quarter Warriors, third-quarter Warriors. They're going to come out, and they're going to start. Good news, guys. When you record a podcast by yourself you don't know when you accidentally unplug your microphone and i did but i'm not gonna mess around i'm not gonna act like nothing happened no production genius here it's me and you baby we're hanging out so i needed to tell you that but anyway i'm gonna get back to what i was saying so third quarter warriors that's what you're expecting in game one you're like yes bring me the third quarter warriors they're gonna destroy everybody it is what it is and goddamn did that happen. Third quarter Warriors, game one, they come out in the third quarter and score 38. And I don't know about you guys, but in the back of my head, I was like, damn. Okay, they're at home. That's how they should be. They should win game one. They're obviously the, a lot more seasoned than the Celtics. Um, I mean, not one person on the Celtics has ever been to the finals. And the Warriors had some obscene amount of games altogether collectively. So the Warriors come out, and they're like, boom, 38, third quarter, basically blowing them out. The Celtics scored 24, so we're talking 14-point differential. Um, and I was like, oh, the Warriors are just going to beast now. It's how it is. And then I'll get must be steroid-ridden. Steroid-ridden freaking Al Horford. What a guy. I don't actually believe that, but I don't know what happened. He, like drank the fountain of youth or whatever it may be, bathed in it, and he's back at him again. So he was shooting a lot of three-pointers. I'm like, older guy, I get it. Um, he can be a little bit of a defensive stopper if need be, but he's older, so you just got to remember that. He comes out and just starts knocking threes down. And I was like, God damn, dude. This guy is ridiculous. <laughs> so he starts doing it, right? And you're like, cool. 
And then all of a sudden, Derek White starts getting the ball, and he just starts dropping everything too. They made something like seven threes in a row or something like that. The whole team was a heat check. They dropped 40, and I'm looking at my brother like, yo, this can't keep up. (laughs) There's no way in hell that a team can keep doing this. Um, And the biggest thing about this too is like you get 21 from Derek White. Um, you get 18 from smart Jalen Brown had a really nice game. He was kind of the only guy that was keeping him in him in the beginning. He definitely took leadership of it because listen, Jay, Jason Tatum had a bad game. Like it is what it is. Um, plenty of assists. So not a horrible game, but you know, your star number one guy reason you're there, whatever it may be scoring 12 points in a game. One of the finals, that's not your ideal situation, but if you win, you win and that they did. Um, but it's really a supporting cast. Um, and I was like, damn, they have a really good chance splitting at home at away in San Francisco, which is still weird to say because they should be in Oakland. Um, the Celtics were just unconscious at the end of that second half. There is one thing I get, though, um, and I think this is kind of going back to that last series where Heat Boston, it felt like the Boston were Boston was going to beat them in Game 7 pretty handily. And then Marcus Smart starts getting the ball. Marcus Smart starts doing too much with the ball. And I'm like, damn, he's going to end up doing this a lot. This might actually cost them because the Warriors love to capitalize on the mistakes of the opposite team. And he didn't do that. But every time he picks up the ball, I'm like, please just don't be the guy to shoot four three-pointers for no reason again. And he didn't. And... I mean, you guys know my opinion on him winning Defensive Player of the Year. It doesn't make any damn sense. I think I probably share that opinion with most people. Um, First guard since Gary Payton. You're like, okay, I'm not going to necessarily compare Marcus Smart to Gary Payton. Um, But he did win it. It is what it is. Um, And you know what? He's going to be – I feel like he's kind of the X factor in this series where if he can come in, play really good defense, not be a liability at all, they have a really good chance because – you know, he plays a lot of minutes for them. He's obviously the morale leader of the team. That kind of seems like that. Um, so I get that. But yeah, I just don't. Sometimes he just gets a little sloppy with the ball. Sometimes he holds on to it a lot. And he needs to remember that he is not the first, second, or probably even third fiddle on that team. So something to keep in mind. So you move on to game two. And also, this is uh, just a disclaimer. This is coming out on Thursday. Um, I'm recording it on Tuesday and the game is on Wednesday. So I think maybe (laughs) for fun, I'm going to go over game two and then I'm going to make my prediction for game three. And then we're going to see how stupidly wrong I was. So gear up for that family. Okay. Game two, game two. This one was fun too. Um, I was kind of in and out watching it. So Game two, um, it was good. Tatum bounces back. That's kind of what you want to see for Boston. You're like, cool. This is great. Um, Basically, the first two quarters is kind of like a normal game. You're like, okay, cool. This is going great. So it's 30 to 31 first quarter, basically tied. 20 to 21 second quarter, basically tied. Golden State's up two at the half, and you're like, cool. It's anybody's game. And then in the back of my head, guess where we are again? Third quarter Warriors. Third quarter Warriors. What are they going to do? They come out again and they drop 35. 
if you play a basketball game and it's just four third quarters, I'm pretty sure they would have broken the record for most points in a season. No doubt about it. Because they're good in the third quarter, and we know this. The thing that happened this game, though, is the Celtics didn't drop seven threes in a row. All those things that aren't sustainable that I was talking about earlier, that kind of came true. Um, Also, Boston couldn't score in the third. It was like the Warriors were on on offense and also on on defense. So they go 35 to 14 in the third quarter. And part of my mind was like, hmm, maybe Boston can do it again. And then the sense in my head's like, no, no way in hell this is happening. And that's exactly what happened. They scored 24 in the fourth. The Warriors hold Boston to 88 points. They needed to win this game for sure. Like if the Warriors lost this game, we'd be approaching sweep territory with Boston going home for those last two games. So the Warriors win and they need to, but they win in convincing fashion, which is the biggest thing um, confidence wise. I do believe they're going to split in Boston as well, um, just because the Warriors can win on the road. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's like I wanted Boston to win this. I still do. Um, Two good defensive teams, fun games to watch for sure. Um, But it's just. I don't know. It's it's a good series and I love watching it. That's basically where I'm going to land on this because where else can you like it's just fun. It's just fun to watch them. It's fun to see Steph, all that stuff. The storylines are through the roof. So now on to my predictions for tomorrow or for what you're listening to the game yesterday. Um, I think Boston takes it. I think Boston wins game three, two, one at home. Uh, I think Jason Tatum has a really good game to come back around. Um, and oh yeah. And also a side note thing that Jalen Brown follow was so ridiculous. <laughs> I, Sometimes refereeing pisses me off. There's no doubt about it. I'm not one to like big complain about it because it just is what it is. You can't really do much about it. But they called a foul on Jason or not on Jason Tatum on Jalen Brown, thinking that he was going to touch the guy. Basically, he like runs up and he like maybe grazes him a little bit. Boom, foul immediately, and you're like, what the fuck? And I believe it was in the first quarter, so they're not going to use the coach's challenge on that too early. And obviously, that didn't affect the game. Like they got smoked. It is what it is, but like, come on, like at least let the contact happen before the foul is called. So that's my, that's, I digress on that one. I will take Boston and I think this is going to be a close game because these last two games, you know, 12 point victory, the Warriors just blown them out like almost by 20. I think it's going to be a close one. Um, I think it might be a little bit of an Andrew Wiggins game. I was getting some, getting some vibes from him. Game two, I was getting some vibes. He seemed a little spicy. And that's kind of some stuff I like to see, you know, because Andrew Wiggins is fun to watch when he's on. And by God, the athleticism in that man is awesome. I think you get another good Tatum game. Um, I think you get another good Jalen Brown game. Marcus Smart, again, X-Factor. I love Robert Williams. He's so fun to watch. Goddamn blocks everywhere. Um... It's great. The size thing is interesting, for sure. Um, The comparison of the two teams. Uh, But right now, it's like it feels pretty even. I just want to see a really good game. Maybe a buzzer beater? Let's get a little spicy with a buzzer beater. I'd be cool with that. Okay. 
So yeah, I got Boston. Let's say Boston one ten, Golden State one oh five. And maybe like a Clay Thompson game too, because my God, he played thirty minutes and scored eleven in game two. My guy played forty minutes and scored fifteen in game one. So, you know, they're gonna need more from him, but they're a pretty well oiled machine. And I mean Wiggins had a good game in game one too, so that's something to remember. All right. I'm going to break down some NHL now. Um, As you guys are well aware of, I'm not the biggest hockey fan in the world. But playoff hockey is something special. It's something bigger, bigger than itself, you know. It's probably the most exciting sport to watch playoff-wise. They just move so fast, so fluid. Um, I was obsessed with playoff hockey when the Blackhawks were there. Um, it's a damn shame they can't be back to what they were. It's a real damn shame. Um, but you know what? It's still fun to watch. So the first thing I got to do, congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. It became abundantly clear that the Avalanche were going to win this after they won game three. Let's be honest. Um, but I don't, you know, the Oilers gave them a little bit of a fight game four going OT Avalanche end up winning it, obviously. I'm going OT. The thing I will say, Oilers had a lot of good fight in that last game, but in reality, the Avalanche just seemed like they were faster, stronger, better than them. Um, High scoring, obviously. Very cool to see. Very fun. All that jazz. Um, But it, was, it wasn't even like a competition, you know? Like, the Avalanche come in, the Avalanche take care of business. That's <laughs> kind of what happened. Um, I'm not going to break down plays, stuff like that, because let's be honest, I can't. What I will say, um, the Oilers might have the best player in the NHL. That's not news to anybody. Connor McDavid's the man. Um, and it's cool that they got this far, and they just got to come back and try to try to bring it back around. Duncan Keith, fun to see him play, but it just wasn't. It wasn't the time for the Oilers this year. Avalanche took over, and I'm going to be honest. I want the Avalanche to win it all. I'm a fan. Um, I love their logo. Love their jerseys. Very cool. Um, And to pivot, I suppose, I don't necessarily like the Rangers or the Lightning. So they're playing right now as we speak. Um, The Lightning are up one. At the end of the first. So we'll see what happens at the end of the game. But the Rangers are winning the series 2-1 currently. Um, the reason I don't care for the Lightning stems from the Blackhawks again. Shout out to the boys. Actually, not really because they're bad right now. But when the Blackhawks played the Lightning, and this happens to other teams that also play the Lightning. I think Nashville did this as well. But they stopped people from buying tickets from the opponent's like zip codes, I suppose. Or anywhere, to be honest. Um, basically what happened is if you have Florida zip code, you can order Tampa Bay lightning tickets and then you can go to the game cause you're from Florida. So you're going to be a Tampa Bay lightning fan. Wrong. All that happens is people just buy all the tickets, put it on game time, stuff of whatever, anything, any, uh, ticket place that wants us to, uh, advertise for them. I can do that here. So I'm not going to tell them all, but. Yeah, they just, you know, post them up and people buy them and you'll still get the opposing fans. And I just think it's kind of like a 
like a like a wussy move, man. Like why why stop the opposing fans? Get better fans. That's what you have to do in this situation. Um, obviously the Lightning are a juggernaut. We know that. Um, a lot of people thought they were just going to the Stanley Cup playoff or they were going to the finals immediately. There's obviously it's not the case. The Rangers putting up a fight. They're up two one right now. The reason I don't like the Rangers is because I spend a lot of time on Twitter <laughs> and Rangers fans are the worst on Twitter. <laughs> I don't have much of another reason. Um, they, you know, they're just like the, they're like the Yankees of, of hockey, in my opinion. Again, not a big hockey guy, but I don't know. I see the Rangers and I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't really care. It is what it is. Um, one thing I will give them is they do have Panarin and I love him because of the Blackhawks thing, obviously. Um, so, you know, I like to see him do well, but overall, I'm just kind of like, okay, Rangers lighting, not going to get me up, but the Avalanche will. So I'm hoping that the Avalanche take it. Um, I honestly kind of want the Rangers to win this series and then lose in the finals. That's what I want, ideally. But in reality, it's just fun to watch. A lot of good players going right now. Um, a lot of the young guys. We're getting a lot of young guys coming up, um, and it's fun to see. It gives you a lot of faith for the sport of the future here. Um, yeah, and just keep on going. Kucherov, he's a dog. He's cool. There's a couple cool guys on the Lightning, but then I'm kind of just like, you know what? Whatever. Like Stamkos, he's all right. But uh, I don't know. It's just whoever wins this, I just hope they lose to the Avalanche. That's where I'll kind of sit on hockey. So, yeah, Avalanche win the Stanley Cup Finals. Let's say in six games over the New York Rangers. Let's see how wrong I am about that. That was my NHL talk. There you go, people. You're very welcome. I know you were just absolutely sweating waiting to hear me talk about the frickin' ice hockey. And there it is. Okie dokie. And now we're going to move on to our other favorite segment, Major League Baseball. So we talked about this a little bit last week. Um, baseball is kind of hard to cover in the middle of the year, unless you just basically dive in and go through every single team and talk about it that way. And let's be honest, we're an all sports show. We talk all sports, baby. I don't have time to be like, Ooh, let's see what the freaking Texas Rangers have going on. I know Semyon's having a real bad season, which is not good because they signed him to a lot of money. Um, Oh, what are the, uh, freaking Miami Marlins doing? I don't really know. I know they have, uh, obviously, El Garcia. I know that. That's about it for there. But a couple things did happen in the MLB that I do want to talk about. And I'm going to start with the thing that happened today. And that is Joe Madden. Joe Madden, former Tampa Bay Rays coach, former Cubs coach, and World Series winner Joe Madden, who is now the or was the head coach of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I don't know if you guys remember, we talked about the Angels a little bit beginning of season, and everybody's like, holy shit, they might have finally figured it out. They have maybe one and two best players in the MLB, in Otani and Trout. And you're like, oh, they got to figure out the pitching. And then we were like, oh, shit, they finally did it. And then back in my head, I'm like, they do this every year. Like, literally unstoppable. You're like, okay, you know exactly what's going to happen to the Angels. And it's kind of happening. The Angels were toying with first place in their division. I think they were in it for most of it. 
And then they go on this 12-game losing streak. And then, whoa Joe Madden's out. See you later. Keep it moving, kid. Joe Madden's out. I think that is kind of a drastic choice. There might be a lot more to it. Um, I know there's still stuff coming out, so... There's a lot more information that will come out in the next few days that I just won't be privy to have right now. But it kind of seems odd. Um, He's obviously been a coach for a long time. Um, He gets respect around league circles. There's no doubt about it. Everybody knows that he does, like, the weird things. Like, he brings, like, a mariachi band or some stupid shit. Or, like, you know, he just, you know, likes to keep it uh, fresh in the clubhouse. My thing is, what could he have done possibly? Like, first off, you know, when win some games. Don't go on a 12-game losing streak. That's your first problem. I think if that didn't happen, none of this would be a problem. Um, But I'm sure there was other stuff kind of in the background. Maybe he wasn't getting along with the best players, or maybe the coaching staff wasn't working out too well. Whatever it may be. Joe Madden's out. So the Angels now have to move on to Phil Nevin, I believe. And then last week, Joe Girardi is fired from the Phillies. Joe Girardi, former Yankees coach. Now the Phillies coach. I remember I wanted Joe Girardi to be the White Sox coach for sure. Um, I don't know if I do anymore, given how the Phillies have played. Um, I mean, let's be honest. The Phillies have expectations. You know, they bring they bring guys in, like really good players in. Um, Castellanos got there this year. They obviously have Bryce Harper, like Real Muto. Um I mean, freaking Aaron Nola's really good. Zach Wheeler's really good. Reese Hoskins is good. And you're like, this is a solid team. And it's always been their bullpen that was their problem. And I don't know if that's changing this year around either. Um, so, yeah, it's a damn shame. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they should be better. And they're in, like, a gauntlet of, of a division. Like, there's no doubt about it. The NL East, I mean... They won the World Series last year. Not collectively, but the boys in Boston. Or, used to be the Boston. Actually, I can get away with that. It used to be in Boston. <laughs> the Atlanta Braves. Um, so, yeah, the Mets are fucking wagon. <laughs> we, like, know this. We've seen it. The Braves have been on a tear recently. 7-3 in their last 10. They're second in the division. The Phillies are now 25-29. and 29. They're 11 and a half back of the Mets naturally because that's insane. Um, so they're going to be probably toying with wild card if they can turn it around. And I mean, if you look at that team on paper, I don't think they're better than the Mets because the Mets kind of did the same thing times 80. Like they did like the the Los Angeles Dodgers of the East Coast basically. And because of that, they're the best team in the National League right now. <laughs> it is what it is. So they're going to be toying with the wild card spot. And then you start thinking, you're like, damn, the Cardinals are playing pretty well. Oh, yeah, you got to think about the NL West. What about the Padres? What about the Giants? They'll play well. And then you're like, what about us? If you're the Phillies and you're third in your division, there's probably a 0% chance that you're making it. If you can't be better than the Braves, then you're screwed. So they're like, you know what? Let's switch it up. Get rid of Girardi. Run it back, see if we can figure something out. I think that that wouldn't really change the situation they're in right now. I think it's just an unlucky draw for them. But the thing that's making me 
even more interested in this is the situation in the south side. So here's a pseudo Comiskey corner with Vince. Tony LaRussa. Tony LaRussa is not a fan favorite. Never has been. I mean, we all remember the whole thing when he got hired, the whole DUI thing, all that. We remember it. He gets hired. The Sox have a pretty good season last year. I don't think it was the best ever, for sure. But they had a pretty good season last year. This year, they are third in their division, kind of like the Philadelphia Phillies. This year, they're 25 and 27. Kind of like the Philadelphia Phillies. I believe the Phillies have more losses, 25 and 29. The AL Central is an easier division for sure, but the damn Minnesota Twins are playing their asses off. A lot of people want to say, hey, Sox have injuries. Let the injuries get back. We're going to get a little bit better. Twins have a lot of injuries, man. <laughs> like a lot. And they're playing well. 17-11 at home. The Sox are 11-13 at home. Sox are supposed to be running away with the division. And then you start thinking, okay, where can they sit in the playoff race if they can't catch the Twins? And honestly, their best chance right now is honestly trying to catch the Twins. <laughs> because right now you have the Yankees that are an absolute juggernaut. Absolutely pisses me off. 39-15. You got the Blue Jays, 32-22. and You got the Rays, 31-23. The Red Sox are even above 500. Shit, the White Sox are playing more like the Baltimore Orioles than the New York Yankees. You move down to the Central. Sox are third in their division behind the Guardians. Like, come on. And then the previously mentioned Anna or Los Angeles of Anaheim Angels. They are 27-29 now as they're 0-12 in their last 12. <laughs> and the Astros are at top of that division. So what we're looking at right now is you're looking at wild cards and you got a like 593 win percentage Blue Jays, 574 win percentage Rays, 509 Red Sox. 500 Guardians right now, and then you got the White Sox sitting at 41. That's not going to do it. You got to win at home. And I do think there's something to be said for the lineup construction. And who does that but Tony La Russa. I don't know if this is a copycat league in a lot of ways. I know Reinsdorf loves his guy, Tony. I don't know if it's working. And a lot of the things that annoy me are, you know, bullpen decisions or lineup decisions, things like that. Putting guys in, like Andrew Vaughn, for instance. He's probably the best hitter on the team this year. And they have him sitting, hitting seventh. And you're like, okay, cool. It's bolstering the back of the lineup. And I'm like, that is all gravy if you don't need to bolster the front of your lineup. And they need to bolster the front of their lineup. He should be going up there. He should be getting contact. Hitting TA in when TA's back. It's just a little frustrating. From my end, for sure. And I would like to see the White Sox follow that agenda. Well, guys, hey, listen, this has been fun. I've enjoyed myself. I hope you have as well. Um, it's definitely very weird recording by yourself. So I appreciate you guys for listening. I hope I wasn't too goofy. Or I hope I was goofy. I hope you got a little giggle out of me today. Um, and remember, please... To go follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. Like, comment on some stuff. Tell us we're wrong. Subscribe to us. So, like, if you're listening to this right now, you probably already made it. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Pods. Go subscribe to us. On Spotify, rate us five stars, if you would. I would appreciate that a lot. Um, yeah, let's just get more people listening to the show. Mike's going to be back next week 
naturally. I'll be back with a nice tan from the Flow Rider because, ironically, I'm going to Disney World after talking about Mickey and Minnie Mouse. So that's that on that. Um, so yeah, like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. Follow, do all that stuff, please. And please remember, have food, have alcohol at your wedding. This has been Vince. Peace.